0: This podcast is the design of CitySites Urban Media, and our goal is to bring into focus the difference between culture and God's ideas found in His Word. To learn more, go to citysitesurbanmedia.com. the moral goodness of productive work. God commands us to work. Even before there was sin in the world, God put man in the garden of Eden to work it and to keep it, Genesis 2.15, thus demonstrating the moral goodness of productive work and its necessity for fulfilling God's purpose for us here on the earth. Our company's built on people. The success we've had is because of our people. We've made partners out of our folks rather than employees. And they know that we've been sincere in trying to share the prophets with them. Whatever your hands finds to do, do it with all your best. But we're working unto him and we're to do the very best. And as Christians, we ought to be good at what we do. We ought to be good examples of a work ethic. And that's what we ask of our people is to do the best they can. There should be no such thing as secular work in a Christian's life.
1: And he said, the Lord showed me that in the end time, he's going to raise up a move of God of business people all over the world. That during a time of shaking, they are going to be ruling over the kingdom dominion God gave them and it will not shake. This is the City Sides podcast with Larry Kutzler.
0: Many of you know that I've been trying to establish a network of podcasters here on City Sites Media to give and inform the listening audience a good, solid group of people you can trust. I mean, it's hard today to find people you can trust who are going to tell you the right kinds of things and not be deceptive or delusional in the way that they present it. So, one of my podcasters, a part of that network, is Bob Wilbanks. Bob has been a businessman. He's been in the the marketplace for a lot of years, and most recently he started started a ministry to the marketplace called Ambassadors for Business, and uh, you can always hear Bob on the City sites podcast network by going to our website and then just clicking on the clients tab and you'll see Ambassadors for Business. He's the first one that comes up. Bob, thanks for joining us today. I want to know a little bit about leadership today in the marketplace and how a business would benefit from a Christian leader within their ranks of business.
1: Are Christian leaders different? And if so, how? As we've been bringing this concept forth, one of the big things that we've been seeing is that Christian leaders in the marketplace that take their faith seriously, literally those that are practicing their faith in the marketplace are seeing increases in their business by just applying biblical principle. It's not about banging people over the head with their faith, and that's what they're learning. They're learning that, you know, really it's just living life with biblical principle in mind and applying that in all of their life so that they have a unified life. And through that, and by not compartmentalizing their faith, they're finding that fruit of the Spirit in all that they do. So give me an example. We assume people understand what a
0: biblical principle is. Define that for us in marketplace terms.
1: So one of the big hurdles that many of the business people need to get over uh, when we first start talking is this almost preconceived notion that it's not okay to make money in the marketplace. <laughs> and that's just ridiculous, really. But it, for some reason, that's been put on us as Christians, that it's almost like not okay to be profitable or something. I don't know where that comes from, because you know we see how it works within the Bible and many different instances that we're expect to create more than we consume. It's what we do with it once we are have created it that I think makes the difference. So some examples would be, we had Jason Weimer on a while back with his Gratus Capital Fund that he's been working on and identifying companies that are actually giving back with a portion of those profits, giving back into community, pouring into people's lives, and also in being able to replicate that success in other markets so it can have that same type of an impact. That would be an Example, you know, we talk about the company that does the buy one pair and a pair gets donated with the shoes. Uh, We talked about some of the other organizations that are doing things like for every year that you're with us, we're able to donate enough to dig a well. Those types of things that can make a difference. Other areas, Larry, you know, I think it really comes down to how we treat our people. You know, so we're talking about first off how we impact the community, but now let's bring it in one. What are we doing with our employees and being cognizant of? they have a life to live. It's not just about coming in and, and earning a paycheck. What are they there for? How does working for your company actually help them towards their goal and then being intentional about helping them get there, even if it means they leave your company?
0: I love that idea because you're helping people uh, fulfill their dreams as well, and I think that's a very important part. So it's not so much about making money, but it's how you make that money. And I would think, Bob, that a company would want leaders within in their organization that have a heart of character, because that's what's going to give them, I think, a better reputation in the marketplace. This is a company of character. And I think that's what
1: Christian business leaders can bring to the marketplace. Is that correct? I believe so. Rick Warren says character is the only thing we take with us. I think that's really a cool concept. I've been working on my character. It's still flawed in many areas, but I've been working on my character for years. And it's what you do when no one's looking, right? That really makes the difference and is the truth test. So when you have to make those tough decisions in business over, maybe it's a make or break on the surface situation, but you know that the right thing to do might break your company. Mm. Will you do it? Wow! Will you take that stand? Mm-hmm. And what are the blessings or fruits that come from that? Maybe you end up having to close the company. Are you willing to do that for where tough God decisions. is actually leading you? Yeah, tough it's decisions. those tough decisions. Mm-hmm. And I, I think, you know, as Christians in business, we have to be able to be willing to strap on that armor of God, to have faith and trust in him that, you know, when we make those tough decisions and we take those stands, we're not expecting any necessarily any benefit here on earth for that. But we know the impact that it will have with that eternal mindset.
0: Well, it is making moral choices right and decisions in the business world because sometimes things aren't very moral they're not very honest and i think a christian leader can stem the tide of that and stand up for some principles
1: that are biblical godly and right so to get around to your question on the employees and the, the people that you're hiring and bringing aboard you know i think if, if you look at them with that character that same type of character right are they going to do the right thing at all costs think about employees that would do that for your organization now we all stumble we all fall. And then now we're into that grace scenario. What grace do we have with those employees and give to them? And, and what tools and resources do we have in place to help them through those times of trials and tribulation in their lives so that we can bring them forth and help them grow? The biggest thing to me is we continually get questions about things like, I've never lost so much money as I lost when I did business with another Christian in business. Or I've never been burned so bad as when I just hired a Christian employee, whatever it might be. I mean, that's the flesh. That's the broken world that we live in, what an opportunity we have in those situations. I want to flip that around. That's an opportunity. That's an opportunity to pour into another soul. Instead of being just concerned about, oh, look at the damage that this did. Look at what could happen if we approach this with love as we're instructed. They may need to be fired. That's okay. You can do it with love.
0: Yeah, that is true. You can do it with love. Well, that brings me to another point. You know, as a pastor for years and years and years, I think the idea is that if you were in ministry, you were in ministry full-time in the church or a parachurch organization. I think that's changed substantially and I would say that the real marketplace is the new missionary field. It's a place where we need people of integrity, people with business leadership, marketplace skill, but they're going into a field that they're bringing the message of the gospel through the character and the principles they're bringing in. What do you think about the marketplace as a missionary field? Do you see that what I just said, does that make sense to you? and your
1: ministry? I think that's the premise of our ministry. Okay. is That's what the marketplace is, is a mission field. And we have an opportunity, I think, to transform our communities from the inside out by raising up leaders in Christ and in truth, absolute truth, which the world doesn't want to buy into the world is basically saying, hey, whatever your truth is, is your truth and there is no truth. Where we know as Christians that there is an absolute truth and we're called to stand for that. It's not about going out, again, almost like the business owner, as I was saying earlier, it's not about going out and hitting people over the head with Bibles. It's about having the character to be different, to take those stands and to call for the absolute truth, to reign in our world. When that happens, it's amazing what the fruit becomes in the relationships that we build, the lives that are changed, just by living it out The way we're called to live it out. So, if the marketplace, Bob, is the new mission field
0: around us every day, what advice would you give to pastors about
1: that mission field? What would you say to them? We've had a lot of occasions to be talking with pastors over this past year. And in the instances where, you know, I think we're hitting some things that resonate, it really is focused on, to coin a term, you know, going to the people in the pews and activating the people in the pews. It's about how they are living. Their lives, not as the pastor lives his or her life. And if we can equate that to each one of those people that's in the pews is going back out into the marketplace. And I consider the marketplace to be everybody that's providing for a family or caring for kids because you're in the marketplace if you're doing either of those. And in today's world, that's men and women both in both of those areas. What I really believe is if we can focus more on equipping those people in the pews to go out and live a life that that exudes the fruit of the Spirit in their marketplaces, in their spheres, then that is where we start to have an impact on the communities that we're in, and we start to rejuvenate the churches again, because now there's reasons to go. I'm getting practical application for life that I can use and look at what's happening to me as I live a life of character and I'm no longer compartmentalized where the only time I'm actually with him is on Sunday. Well, I like that idea that there's that
0: partnership between the pulpit and the pew. The instruction comes from the pulpit, and the pew goes out and does the real ministry. Like one pastor had a sign on the way out of the church is now the real ministry begins. And that's true, especially as they go into their homes and into their marketplace. So Bob, you lead a ministry called Ambassadors for Business, and under that umbrella, you do a weekly podcast, and that podcast is called Thrive. And there's a lot more to that Thrive idea than just the podcast. But what have you learned primarily in your interviewing of Christian business leaders over this past year.
1: Right, yeah, it's the Thrive Podcast, and we've got it out there on thrivepodcast.net or thrivepodcast.biz. You can also get out there from our website at ambassadorsforbusiness.com. And there's some really amazing things to me that have happened over this past year. We're in the marketplace with 10 different locations around the Twin Cities metro area doing Thrive Leadership with Purpose events. And there's speakers that are coming to these events that are leading business leaders across the country literally across the world that are imparting their wisdom to those people that are attending. And I get the privilege of being able to sit in on all those meetings. And there's some common themes. It's amazing because I've got 30 plus speakers that are coming in. And one of the big common threads that's there is this concept of mindset. So we have somewhere between 35,000 to about 80,000 thoughts flow through our mind every single day, depending on the stats that you look at. And it's been proven out that on average, about 80% of those are negative, right? They're negative thoughts. And so if we're making a lot of our decisions from this negative mindset, it has a huge impact on where our life goes and how we lead others. So a lot of our thinking and concepts have been built around this idea of how do we actually influence that mindset for the better? Because if we focus on behavior, we don't get anywhere. And all the advertisements that are out there, you know, lose weight and become better at this or whatever it might be, are focusing on behavior, not on changing mindset. Well, to me, there's really two sides to mindset. You have the immediate and the urgent that the world wants us to buy into, and we have the eternal. If we can start to migrate towards an eternal mindset, it's amazing how transformative it is for those people that make that transition or at least begin that journey. The immediate and the urgent start to fall away. The busyness of life doesn't have the impact that it had before. The negative consequences that can come your way don't get you down in the dumps the way they might have. Things just don't matter as much as they used to with regard to the things this world would have us cherish, right? And God becomes first and the central focal point in our life. When that happens, it literally changes people's course for good. And as they move towards that and continue to grow and become sanctified, in that relationship and build that intimate relationship with Jesus Christ that we're called to do, it naturally allows them to grow their influence on others. Other people see the change in their life and the fruit of the Spirit that comes from that and amazing things begin to happen. So that's, I think, the common thread that I see is if if we can just make that choice, make that choice of thinking eternally versus the immediate and the urgent and just watch what it does in your life. So Bob, how would
0: you go about giving us a couple of ideas, a couple of steps and how you kind of move into that kind of mindset you're talking about?
1: Well, we always talk about the three-legged stool and I think a lot of people are out there on either no legs or one leg, going to church, maybe Christmas and Easter, maybe a little more often than that, not in the Word and they're really not part of any small group. So those are the three legs. If we can just get in the Word on a daily basis, have that quiet time where we're building that intimate relationship with Jesus Christ. Find a small group, people of like mind and spirit that you can get together with and really wrestle with a lot of the big questions that are out there in life. Why are you here? Those types of things. And you can be transparent with them. So it's not just about accountability. It's also about encouragement. Make sure that the group you know gives you both of those items. And then find that local church that you can get involved in. I think it's so important that we revitalize our local churches. We see so many that are, are having problems and they're providing great service but I think we've just got to come underneath it and, and bring that groundswell get the, the pews activated you know the people in the pews get them activated so that we can get out there into the marketplace and be serious about it.
0: So if you've liked what you've heard that's Bob Wilbanks from Ambassadors for Business and you can learn more about Bob by going to our website citysitesurbanmedia.com and then click on the client page and there he is at the very top of all the podcasters we have currently that we're working with today. You You can find out more about all the things and all the themes that he actually gets involved in with a lot of the Christian leaders in our community. Also, the Thrive meetings, all that information can be obtained at his website. Thank you for joining us today. Every Friday, we bring you this podcast with interviews with people who are challenging the status quo of Christianity and challenging the cultural norms of our day. Please help us get the word out by sharing the link to this podcast with your online friends and family. Our website also contains other podcasters who are part of the City Sites network of communicators all sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. Our website is CitySitesUrbanMedia.com
1: This is the City Sites Podcast Network.